Welcome to BusinessWorks. This is Hal Alpiar, along with Dr. Ken Wyant of Tennessee Tech University's College of Business. Um, I, I uh, Between Ken and I, we figure we have a little over 200 years experience in business, so um, you can kind of guess that we're over 30. Um, <laughs> Baby mover comes to mind. Anyway, when we're talking about that... Uh, you know, so I've got these names of companies and things, and I just I just have to hit you up with a couple of these. Um, uh, there's a ver- first of all, we're going to talk about direct mail and marketing, and um, and direct mail is hot again, believe it or not. So we're going to talk about how to use it, I, and we're going to talk about how come it got to be hot again. What's the story? Well, from Glossier to Quip. A variety of hip new companies is targeting millennials, says uh, SBA. From postcards to catalogs, hot, hot diggity dog savvy direct-to-consumer brands that include Casper, Harry's, Wayfair, Rover, Quip, Away, Handy, and ModCloth. They've all started targeting customers with direct mail. And here's why direct mail is hot again. We're going to talk about that. And how can your business use it effectively? Can you help spent, us with a little bit of this? <laughs> I mean, we admitted I'm a, a baby boomer, which means that I've spent years complaining about uh, direct mail and how not uh, to use it. And so to see these, uh, many of these are startup technology companies that are using direct mail. And I'm thinking, how, how come is it? After Working we thought again, it was a dying art. Yeah, yeah, we all thought this it was time gone. Thinking, Here it's why doesn't it go away? <laughs> what what what's the deal? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I remember the old Sears catalog <laughs> which uh, not many of our listeners would. I mean, they were probably 2 to 3 inches thick and um it it became kind of the bible in the house and it was around all year until the next annual catalog came out and um of course, that's changed considerably. You know, now we have Google, or we have uh, Amazon, or but we have those things that. Uh, why direct mail and not email? And yeah, not why direct other mail anyway? Well, direct mail is it kind of died off, and and uh, so now to see this resurgence all of a sudden is a, a little bit um, puzzling, and and so we want to talk about that. Ken, you work particularly with. Uh, a more younger uh, audience in, in most cases. And uh, um, do, do you see these changes happening? In- I, I do. I uh, Human nature evolves. And we uh, is perhaps get a little bit more stable in our point of view as we age. Um, but then as you watch young folks um, year after year, you see their perceptions change. And they've gotten so that uh, email and the media that they have uh, is what they do every day, but they've also learned how to uh, quickly go on to the next thing. So what's available on the media is available for an instant. Well, and they, and don't, they an also instant. don't think of it as junk mail. I mean, I you know, now it's like they they look at the advertising. Just they look for it. It seems like it's more personal to younger people. Uh, I've gotten so I just rifle through the mail and throw out everything that e- even looks like it could be an advertisement. I heard I don't even look at it anymore. We we look. We've <laughs> trained ourselves to look at junk mail to make sure only that we're not throwing out something that A we check. need. Yes. <laughs> uh, otherwise, uh, we go. Uh, uh, 
And so, uh, so when you brought up the idea of direct mail, I started looking at it and thinking about it and trying to uh, evaluate, well, what's different about it today than, than uh, 20 years ago or 10 years ago? And I think that it comes down to another adage that we've seen is when everybody's doing something, do something else. And everybody has gone to high-tech, meaning electronic forms. Email is now older, but email, um, the social media methodologies for trying to capture folks' attention. And so uh, direct mail is, is what is old but seems new again in some ways. Well, and it's, uh, you know, the articles we've read here, direct mail and email marketing campaigns get similar response rates. Um, a recent study found direct mail campaigns generate five times larger than email campaigns. So combining email with direct mail led to the best results of all, and purchases uh, generally six times larger than email alone generated. And the other point is that young people uh, today uh, get hundreds of emails every day. We all know that, and their thumbs get tired, but... <laughs> They only get a few pieces of actual mail in the in the mailbox. So one uh, one marketer uh, quoted by Vox uh, says this, and they said, in the same way that digital first companies such as Warby Parker and Glossier have begun opening, they've begun opening physical stores to create a special experience. Sending physical mail is a way to stand out from the crowd. Um, that direct mail is more shareable, and it's not, people pass it along. It sits in a household uh, when young people get it, and they leave it around. Um, so it, it's not immediately thrown in the garbage. And um, I don't know, this seems very puzzling, but uh, we'd well, like to. <laughs> it, it lasts longer. And there's another piece to this. With our email and with, with electronic uh, media, We've learned how to program our our devices, our computers, and our phones to sort it on our behalf, which means much of it mm -hmm. doesn't even get to our eyes. With well, yeah, with, that, well, that's interesting too. Because excuse me, <clears throat> you don't you don't ordinarily discuss and add. First of all, eighty percent of all ads on the internet are not even noticed. People don't pay any attention to them. There's no response. So there's a lot of money wasted there. <clears throat> when you get talking about um, email advertising, it, it's not something that you can leave laying around the house. Most people, they'll look at it and, and click it off or delete it or whatever. But a direct mail piece, and particularly for the young audience, um, has a way of sitting in the house and hanging out. So it's discussed. It's passed around. People look at it. Uh, according to the research that's shown, um, email has a lifespan of a few seconds, in other words. But they say the average direct mail lifespan is 17 days, that it stays around the house. Um, I, I find all of this a little startling. But, that says but something I, about my organization skills yeah. <laughs> as a human. But the, uh, I, the email, now, now I, do, I do notice that the emails that I keep and look at are the ones of, of from companies I am familiar with. I will look at those, 
But if it's a new name, I'm quicker to throw it away. With direct mail, I will at least be forced to look at the main point of direct mail and capture you know, the name and what they're about. All right. We're going to come back and talk about more direct mail, email, all of this stuff. What's going on here? I'll be right back. Don't go away. Welcome back to BusinessWorks. This is Hal and Ken. We're talking about direct mail. We're talking about the fact that the average direct mail lifespan is 17 days. It lays around and is recirculated and, and discussed as opposed to an email, which just lasts a few seconds. So it's not. we're not saying don't use email advertising. We're saying be cautious. Don't make assumptions because sometimes things that you think are one way are actually another way, and direct mail is certainly uh, turning heads these days. The, what we want to do is talk a little bit about how to make that work for you and for your business. If you're going to use direct mail, um, you want to get started with it, you have several options. And, of course, you can use things that we know about, postcards and catalogs and catalog-like booklets. There are even group mailers that combine several companies' offers in the, in the same envelope, so there there are a lot of ways to do this, but the option that you choose is going to be based on your budget because direct mail is not cheap. Uh, besides the printing and the postage, uh, there's a lot of time involved and generally takes input from professional services as well. So once you've made a decision, you could be spending a bunch of money. You really want to find that all out up front. And uh, don't eliminate it because it costs more. Think about it in terms of 17 days uh, sitting around the house than three or four or 10 seconds worth of, a, of an email that may not even get noticed. So start with your existing customers. And this reminds me of a show we just did uh, a week or so ago <laughs> on um, um, the idea of uh, focus groups and how to start with your existing customers. So that may be one way. Ken, you wanna... Well, I think that when you start with existing customers, it goes with something I mentioned before break. Uh, if you've seen it, if it's someone you're familiar with, you're more likely to spend time and, and look at it. You've seen the name before. You're aware of it. You'll take that extra couple seconds and, and see what it has to say. Uh, we're much more quick to discard something that we've never, ever seen before. And so starting with with that and, and developing a plan of of really focusing on the existing customers to get them to understand what else you have to offer them is a place where you can at least get that visibility. And when you're sending it out, there'll be others that haven't seen you before, and they'll get that first exposure whether they pay attention to it or not. So if your direct mail is not relevant to the recipient, uh, is also um, implied by what you're saying that it it will hit the circular file pretty quickly. The information we have here is that more than two-thirds, and this comes again from the SBA, uh, to more than two-thirds or 68% of customers immediately throw away mail from a brand or retailer that they've not heard of. Um, however, 76% will actually discuss mail that they get from a brand or a retailer they have purchased from in the past. So if you're sending it out, it would seem to me to say that if you're sending out direct, uh, direct mail advertising, do it to your, your customer list and you're going to get a better response than just a blind list that you rent from somebody. And maybe uh, a way to feed that is to 
consider using email advertising to see if you can attract some business. And then once people become customers and you get their um, their customer, you know, their contact information, um, then to use direct mail. So I don't know. That's one thought, but maybe I, I, your business doesn't adapt to that kind of thinking. So yeah. How do you get a things. mailing list? Is would be one of the questions that we would look. Mm-hmm. I think there are companies out there you can still buy and rent mailing lists from, uh, directmail.com or InfoUSA. Um, in house, you've got a list of customers, so. Uh, it would be uh, you'd want to start developing your own if you're going to use that and mm-hmm. uh, uh, start putting together what you need to do to develop your own mailing list, especially for that first round where you're addressing your existing customers. Um, my my <laughs> my very first job out of college 230 years ago was when when I, uh, I, I graduated and I went to work for Prentice Hall. Uh, book publishers, textbook publishers, actually. Um, and at the time, they had um, professional practice newsletters that they sent out to doctors, to lawyers, and accountants, and all that. And my job was they sat me down in a little cubicle, and my job was to write a direct mail advertising to the doctors and lawyers and accountants to, for them to renew their subscriptions to the newsletters they were getting. The professional newsletters. In those days, uh, that was a lot of money. Their people were paying $100 uh, or $200 for a subscription to a newsletter. And so um, it, it was because there wasn't really much on the market in those days for doctors and for professionals. So doing the renewal direct mail solicitations had to take on a very specialized approach, and it was usually based on volumes. The, the Prentice Hall had a library of probably 5,000 giant three-ring binders of everything that's ever been tested in direct mail from what kind of uh, uh, you know, indicia is used, what kind of postage stamps used, what kind of uh, how you address something, so what you put for a return address. It was almost a science. You're, uh, you're talking about how to style it and how yeah, to Yeah, so we style. got involved and had to look up all these volumes of books of pages of stuff to try to figure out how to set up a letter to send to a doctor to get them to renew their newsletter. In today's world, if we're targeting the younger Customers, it's probably a little different than it was as we started <laughs> yeah. out our careers. Uh, yes, it is quite a bit different. Um, and and so now we're looking at how do you how can you do that? How can you be concise, right to the point, um, say what you want to say, but do it in a pleasant enough and engaging enough manner that people don't just toss it immediately. You know, that to give them something to think about. Um, just coming up with offers, uh, discounts, and that sort of thing, you know, that's all very nice. But if that's if your whole business is based on that, it's probably not going to last long. Um, I think that um, there are plenty of people around who offer discounts that also have substance supporting that. And when you get into their store or businesses, um, you can see that that's there. So it's not just a superficial, you know, a discount deal. So there's more to it than that. And it, it is really getting to know your customers because that's got to be at the core of whatever you decide with direct mail. Um, that has to be worthwhile what you offer. You know, it has to be set up in a certain way. And in order to do that, take some time, take some study, may take focus groups, 
It may take uh, discussions with customers. Probably uh, checkbox surveys are not going to do it. So it's it's taking the time and the energy to find out what your customers really do think and and what it is they're looking for, and uh, we're we're going to um, we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about that in, in in terms of how to go about this, how to create landing pages, uh, how how to uh, not overload people, and we'll be back shortly. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Bye. All right, welcome back to BusinessWorks. This is Hal and Ken. We are talking about direct mail and how the surprise that uh, the research has shown recently that direct mail's average lifespan is 17 days of being around while email has just a few seconds lifespan. And so it, it distills down to the amount of words that you use and how you use them and what it is that you're looking to do. If you're going to use direct mail for marketing, Maybe it can't stand alone. Maybe it can. But you need to find that out uh, before you start spending a lot of money. Well, uh, direct mail, if it lasts so long, and if there's a chance that one piece can be shared by multiple people, we also said earlier that it's not free. It does cost money. Yeah, more than that email, by the way. We need to pay attention <laughs> to our marketing plan and, and create a plan that works. If we're trying to track younger customers, their approach to what they're going to look at is different than what we were used to as we grew up. They're used to social media. They're used to very short, uh, eye-catching and focused uh, information. And so we have to to learn what it takes to get their attention if that's our target. Uh, Certainly want to make what we're offering valuable and worthwhile. But it, uh, and, and so we might first have a feeling that we want to get as much information on that page as possible. Right. And yet what we're learning from young, uh, the younger customers is that it needs to be focused. You need to get your message clear. It needs to be something that you can capture with that in, initial vision. I've, when I watch uh, young folks going through social media, they look at it. And they are off to three new pages on their phone before I've even noticed the first page. And so the speed they, that which they're used to looking at things is right. a big deal. We get sore thumbs that way. I, absolutely. Yeah, well, yeah. I. <laughs> we, you know, one of the things we're looking at is that if you're going to attract millennial customers, for example, um, you need to think of your direct mail pieces as like physical Instagram posts. Keep the text brief. The layout streamline the photographer photography should be eye catching, um, and and remember that discounts are not just going to do it by themselves. That if yeah. you, you have to do other things with yeah. your message. And as you mentioned uh, a minute ago, Al is uh, the direct mail. What we're saying is direct mail has value still, and maybe again, but it can It's not something that you do by itself today. When, someone, when you capture someone's attention, the first thing they're going to do is go online and look to look. If they're interested, they're going to look further online. And so you're going to have to have the rest of your information together so that they know where to go. I think they'd uh, call a landing page, but that we need, they need providing to, a URL and or direct we need to provide link or something. An, yes. a, a place for them to go where they can follow up and get information easily to evaluate and determine if they are interested to right. make a purchase. 
as, as you're keeping it simple and focused, you also don't want to send it out so often that it starts becoming spam again. Yes. You want to keep it, uh, uh, the frequency down to where like what they're getting is, the, is new information. making spam again maybe sounds like uh, There you go. <laughs> Just keep <laughs> saying spam again, spam again, which is spam again. So it, there you uh, um, yes, I think that's pretty important. Um, you, you want to uh, combine whatever you're doing. I think we're, what we're really we're saying uh, is that underlying all of this is the idea that whatever you're doing in terms of marketing needs to be reinforcing one to the other so that if your message is, is focused on a direct mail piece, um, whatever you have as an email ad or as a text message or as a magazine ad or anything, that all of these things are coordinated, that they, they all are making the same kinds of statements with the same kinds of language and the same kinds of graphics and the same kinds of designs because those things subtly reinforce one another. And, and so you... And you'll notice that. I mean, if you watch TV commercials, you, it doesn't take long to realize that what most of those big companies are saying in the commercials, they are re reinforcing in print advertising. They're reinforcing it in direct mail. They're reinforcing it in in every way that they market to the public. So um, there's something to be learned from that. Well, they have a lot of money. Yeah, but you can do these things without spending millions of dollars. Yeah. You, there, there are plenty of ways to do this. And since it is work and since you're adding to your marketing campaign, it's important to figure out how things are working. And so as part of the plan, you need to find, uh, develop a plan for tracking results. And, uh, and how would we kinds of things could we do to track results? I, I'm cer certain we could look at web page visits. Um, I, yes, and as we're, we're coming down to the wire here, but I just want to mention that I th all of this adds up to what I call as uh, my favorite radio station, which is for business owners, and it's WIIFM. It stands for What's In It For Me. And if you don't represent that thinking to the customers, you're not going to have sales. Customers don't care how great you think you are, how great they, you think your business is, how wonderful the products are that you have, how long you've been in business. It just doesn't matter. What matters is what's in it for the customer. What's in it for me is the question they ask. So if you can answer that, you're going to go a long way with great results. For that, we, uh, we're going to sign off here and hope that you'll join us again shortly next week uh, or on podcast at newstalk941.com slash podcasts. And you'll find us there at any time, any place. Have a good one.